We're back for episode two. It's the Vaga Rugby Podcast. As you can hear, there were uh, there was a bit of a sing song going on on Saturday after the game, but uh, that is a story for a bit later on. Welcome to uh, episode two of the Viga Rugby Podcast. Um, we'll get to all that later. Um, our story this week is starting off Thursday night with. James Clements and Piggy Blinders. Here we go. How you doing, James? Hi, not bad yourself. Not too bad. Not too bad. Good. Um, so just a quick one. Starting off with your nicknames. Um, you've been given many over the years. Got obviously, plenty. it started off with just Clemo because of yeah. your name, obviously, and then it developed. Can you uh, give us a give us a few of these nicknames that you've had? In fact, give us a whole list. Yeah, I've been Clemo all through school, through secondary school, come to the rugby club. And many of them are just through incorrect spelling and <laughs> autocorrect. So I've got Clemo, Cosmo, Clemo de Gooney, Clomo, Clemens, Clem Pig, <laughs> Pig Nasty, and then just General Pig. I think I, think I said Clomo first. <laughs> so, yeah. It's my favourite yeah, so, one. There's a fair few. Fair few to go through. Good, 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 good. And uh, that last one, just Pig, pig. is the... Is the uh, Motivation, not motivation. What's the word? I don't know what the word is. But anyway, it's the reason why we called this next segment what it's called, because this one is Piggy Blinders. <laughs> Top three moments in world rugby uh, from Clemo, Clempig, Clemo de Guni, Clemens, Pig Nasty, Pig. Piggy Blinders. Piggy Blinders. <laughs> what you got? So I've got first one. It's got to be, guys, been in the news a lot recently. Danny Sips pass for Gloucester to score in a corner. Nice, I mean, played well first week yeah, at his new club. Let his, let his hands on the talking rather than being in the news for hands for the wrong reason, I suppose. Yeah, better having but, his hands uh, on a rugby ball yeah, than around a policeman's throat, ball. I reckon. Yeah, probably. definitely. <laughs> oh, his, his wrists are made of gold. They himself. are, they're gold, mate, they're gold. <laughs> Don't be sore on them. They look gold with that pass. Although yeah. I did think that the winger, if the winger had been more sensible... Stayed out. Yeah, stayed yeah. up on his band. He but could have maybe intercepted it. People say not a great pass, a penalty advantage, so he knew if he lost it, he can get it back. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, Give it that. And for me as well, big Saris fan, Brad Bratz offload for the bonus point try against Newcastle and Lewington running in his second try for his first game. Nice. So always, nice. Always I didn't even realise that was Barrett, even though we were just talking about him a minute ago. Yeah, Barrett. <laughs> I didn't realise uh, it was Barrett. It's new, a good offload for him. He's not really he's, known for his hands. He's new skinhead, basically. So, yeah, st- it's great. I still haven't seen a picture offload. of him. Off the floor, lifts it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw the offload. Yeah, it was good. Great. Good offload. I'm not so, I mean, by the sounds of it, not so sure about his, about his haircut. Uh, lid's a bit, a bit Phil Chexwood-esque. Sh- Schlid. Yeah, a bit Phil esque <laughs> <laughs> And a bit further afield, we've got Jonah Lowe for Hawke's Bay in the Mitre Cup against Counties. Um, presumably it's a fly-half, grubbers it through, pops up to him on the half volley, smashes it outfield, bounces perfectly just inside the touchline for him, catches it, walks try in the corner. Over in the corner. Unreal. Beaut. Absolute beaut. Love it. Taking one on the, on the half volley is... Uh, uh, I mean, that's yeah, Clemo de Gooney type that's stuff. A, it's a, it's yeah. a, bit, a big talent. I bet he's an ex-footballer, definitely. Probably. They're floating around all over the place. Always, Anyone that kicks a ball is basically an ex-footballer. They're always the best players. Except Johnny Wilkinson, because <laughs> he would never touch a football because he's not... Legend. He's not a soft, soft not cop. A soft cop. 
<laughs> well, thanks, thanks, uh, no Pamela Guinea. I'll be. Uh, you're going to come back next week. Give us three more piggy blinders. Yeah, should do. Should be. Should good, be good. Should All be right, round. cool. We'll uh, we'll catch you for three more, and we'll catch Clemo de Guinea, Clemo Clem Pig, piggy blinders next week. I'll be back. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Okay, so just a quick welcome back to the Viger Rugby Podcast. I've still got Clemo with me. He hasn't gone yet because we just worked out he said the wrong name during his segment and his first attempt at his segment. Who was it that caught the offload for Saracens try? You big Saracens supporter? Yes, I've been a big Saracens fan. I managed to mix up um, new boy Alex Lewington and youngster Nick Tompkins. So it was actually Nick Tompkins that caught the offload from Barrett, not uh, and scored a try. Alex Lewington. So luckily, Clomo. Uh, Clement Degani is a big massive Saracens fan so he didn't get it wrong when he was talking about the three best bits of world rugby so yeah just a retraction from Clomo uh, making things right so we will actually send him away and make sure he does his research next week and we'll see you next week my apologies (laughs) welcome back guys Um, this is a new segment this week called Teammates we're going to ask a series of questions to one of the guys in the squad at Vargo and find out uh, a bit more about the boys. Um, this week we are joined by Rob Colton. How you doing, Rob? I'm good, thanks, Nick. Had a game today? Yeah, good game. Some all, good hits, good carries. Well. Good, good, good. So I've got a selection of questions for you. You can yeah. answer them as quickly or as slowly as you want. Here we go. So, quickest player in the club? That I played with, George Harrison. Terrible nice. name, but quick feet. <laughs> Very nice. The slowest player in the club? Slowest player in the club, Lee Walker. By a long stretch. <laughs> Poor old Lee Walker. Possibly the slowest, but did you know he used to be a kicker? Did he? He used to kick conversions. No way. Yeah, 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 100%. 100%. Right, uh, the hard man of Vigo Rugby Club. The hard man. So, going from today, Darren Cox. Darren Cox, that's a good shout, that's actually, it. for the hard man. Copper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. to tear up. Didn't, I wouldn't have messed with him, to be honest. <laughs> Most skillful player at the club. Most skillful player. Difficult one, difficult one. Mm. In terms of who I've played with, I'm going to, have to go Harry Patterson. As yeah? much as I don't want to. skillful, yeah, no yeah, pass Harry. No pass <laughs> Harry, he's drinking runs. They kill everyone. He <laughs> nice. had a really good game today. So. That's a good shout. Oh, I'm glad he, glad he had a good game as well. Um, just, I'm just off pace. Anyone else stand out in the game today? Anyone in today's game? Ollie Stringer. Yeah. Carried his weight through all those, uh, all those tackles coming through from Darth Vader. Carried his weight through. Yeah. Is that a compliment? <laughs> <laughs> it's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Um, the hardest hitter in the club. Who hits hard in the tackle? Who hits hard in the tackle? Jake, I think, from training. Yeah. yeah. Nice, good work, Jake. Um, right, these are the good ones. The worst dress sense? Absolutely, Jeff Smith, hands down. Ah, oh, mate, I, I reckon his name might be mentioned a few times, Jeff Definitely. <laughs> Terrible dressing. <laughs> Um, we're gonna, I'm going to do two biggest joke at the club who is just a fucking joke Max Gregory yeah 100%. I've just done a man in the match and a dick of the day drink with him and he puked on the second one. oh for fuck's sake Max just a joke uh, like the funny man the actual joker of the club is there a funny man it's got to be Will James yeah he's, yeah, yeah, yeah he's got it as soon as he bought that smurf the smurf <laughs> and the dildos for the broom yeah definitely the joker right second to last one best mate at the club Best friends. Best friends. Rugger friends. Uh, Zodi. So we, we, we joined at the same time. We both coached the minis. So. <laughs> well played, Rob. Well, well done today, mate. And thank you very much for being on team, mates. No worries. Hopefully we'll catch up with you soon. We'll do. Cheers. Cheers, mate. And so we move on to Saturday, game day, the usual suspects, Breakfast Club. It's week two on the Vigo Rugby Podcast. And uh, 
we're back at Breakfast Club as usual on a Saturday morning, and uh, I'm here joined by Jake French, Tony Wyatt, and also a special guest this week for his first debut appearance on the on the pod, Adam Whitehead. There he is. Thank you very much. Okay, we're not going to be able to tell who's talking out of Tony and Adam. So I don't know what you mean. There you go. That's what Tony sounds like. <laughs> So we put this one out, we recorded all this on Saturday last week, so we missed the Sunday game last week. What happened on the Sunday game, anybody? Premiership game? Sarri's continued where they left, left off. Beat Newcastle, 30-something, 20-something. Quite convincing. So I think that's good for Newcastle, though. Because I think we, were, we wrote him off a bit last week, didn't we? And we said it would probably find out on the Sunday. And actually, it looks like, well, I didn't watch it, but the scoreline says that they're actually still a side that are going to do a bit of, bit of damage in the league. So Going to do all right. Yeah, but Saracen's looking like they're just going to continually yeah, march on though, as it, per yeah. back to standard service. Um, last night, we had another Premiership game. Um, we had Quinn's game, obviously Northampton, pretty good performance uh, against Quinn's. Got, I believe they slotted six or seven penalties. Some of what what Jake said last week about Dan Bigger, Bigger. keeping them up, keeping up this year. Could be the case. Looks like it could be the case. Um, there's some internationals this morning as well. Maybe we'll have a chat about those later in our uh, Premiership roundup um, a bit later on today. Um, but obviously we're here for breakfast club. How's uh, how's this week been, boys? How's this week at training been? What's what's the what's the mood in the camp? First league game in London South East three this week. What's it saying? Training's been poor. Not been uh, great. No, it's not going good. Idea. Good session, just not, not enough numbers. Tuesday was kind of all right. Thursday was pretty dismal, though. Really, got people on holiday. People just not there. People busy at work. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we we can pick up where we left off last year in terms of the way we're playing. I mean, I hope we can. Like, um, obviously, I popped down to training on Thursday, and as you say, the numbers weren't in, weren't incredible. But I'm, I'm hoping there's still enough momentum there and just general knowledge of the game hasn't gone away to, to see us through this week and hopefully numbers and stuff can improve next week and we can sort of march on but it's a big game on the other hand if we get a bit of a yeah well, I mean we've targeted this week and if we get a bit of a hopefully not but if we did get a bit of a pasting maybe it'd be a bit of a kick up the arse mm. players and the talent I think people are just relying on that a bit too much now feeling yeah. like we don't need to train yeah. but actually we're going to have to probably make up all the lineouts again today because we haven't had lineout people we haven't trained the lineouts in weeks with a full set of forwards. Backs moves we've had a bit of a shuffle around in the backs and we haven't had the personnel training to sort of really solidify that. So it's gonna be a bit mismatched today but I think we've got the talent and the and the drive to get through it but not ideal yeah. for me. So yeah, okay. Perhaps not ideal but yeah hopefully we'll just you know, whatever it is, I think we take take a win today. If you win by a point, or you win by twenty points. Yeah, so no, it wins all, a win, it all counts. Yeah, yeah. So we'll go into it. It's not like we're on the back foot, but just just aware, which is probably a good thing to be fair. You know, might might make concentration levels a bit higher. That's cool. Um, while we've got um, while we've got uh, Adam here, obviously Tony's a uh, Tony's a bit of a fan's favourite. Up at, up at Vigo. Wags favourite. Um, oh yeah, he's also a Wags favourite. <laughs> can uh, can we get any word on what Tony was like when he was a bit younger, when he was growing up? I mean, at school was he was he the ladies' man that we see in front of us today? A smooth talker, 
I don't know, he did have a nickname of Smooth, smooth Operator at some point in his life. He was called but the Smooth Operator. I think that was yeah, more yeah, yeah. Sounds like something he gave himself. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was one of those uh, rugby yeah, tours. It was definitely was ironic. Ironic. <laughs> <laughs> but no, at school he, was, he wasn't too bad. He's been playing 10 his whole life, basically. Just aspires to be like his little brother and his dad and playing the forwards, but he's just not got the... Uh, I'm trying real hard. <laughs> I can see by the size of his breakfast this morning, man. He's going for I'm it. <laughs> Doubling up as well. Everyone's taken the Jake French option and doubled up on breakfast this week, except, except Nick, obviously. But have you already had a breakfast today? Maybe. <laughs> I know you playing. Place a point in that. You playing rugby today? <laughs> yeah, I've not. Yeah, I better, better be careful. <laughs> no, that's cool. And generally, as a as a brother, have you got any funny things you can tell us from from growing up? I'll put you on the spot a little bit, I know, but anything uh, yeah. that springs to mind. If not, we'll catch you later for one. Oh, you tried to kill me a few times. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. We used, to, uh, we used to have a big old hill outside our house uh, when we were growing up, and someone used to go down it off his bike. After already injuring himself once on this hill, he thought, hey, it would be a great idea if we uh, take the the seat off the go-kart and unsecurely attach it to the back of the bike with the bike clamp <laughs> and, I, and I sit on that and then we go off the hill because that'll be fine <laughs> so we went down we came off and we, we both went off the hill Tony landed I landed off the bike and rolled down the hill a bit I so turned round, landed the bike, turned round, and his head's been dragged along next to the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> so at a young age, Tony was already after the Whitehead fortune, trying to bin off his brother. <laughs> Not a smooth operator. Get rid of the competition. He's just... Uh, well, you know, he's, a, he's unfortunately had my back a few times, hasn't he? No. Oh. Oh. So when he's not being a family murderer, <laughs> yeah. he has got your back. That's nice to know. Quite it's nice to know for all the players around him who he says, you know, you're like, you're like my brother. You guys are my brothers. So he actually means he's going to try and kill you. And then if but you only jump. try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No successes. Okay, we've got the uh, we've got the team lineup uh, just been put in front of me here. So we've got uh, at tight head Phil Saul hooking is Harry Wilson. Loose head is Will James. Second rows are Liam Wiltshire and Jake French. Uh, in the back row, we've got um, Dave Winston at six, Luke Henderson at seven, and Rob Hayes at number eight. Scrum off is Don Carslaw, Fluff, Tony Whitehead. Um, are in the centres, we've got Luke Vint and Phil Chexfield. On the wings, Elliot Stickins and Adam Fitzgerald. And at fullback, Marcus Hunt. Uh, on the bench, we've got George Rawlins. Carl Nightingale and Craig Whitehead as our finishers. Um, so I reckon that's a strong side that could do a job. Definitely do a job down there, boys. We yeah. are, so. Yeah, like we say, we've got the boys. Just making sure that we, uh, we work together. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'm gonna leave it with breakfast club there, and uh, we'll uh, catch up with you guys a bit later on, I reckon. Especially maybe if we don't catch up with you before, we'll see you on the battle bus. The battle bus breakdown. Definitely, mate. Cool. See you in a bit. Have a good one. All right, we're uh, we are back. We have drive time on week two of the Vigo Rugby podcast, uh, and this week, obviously, we're changing it up every week. This week, we got a, uh, a special drive time with one of my favourites. This week, we're with Ollie McSweeney in his car on the way down to Folkestone. How are you doing, Ollie? I'm very good, thank you, Nick. Uh, thanks for having me. Special to Folkestone. Not a problem, not a problem. And we've also got Adam Whitehead in the back of the car with us today, so you may hear from him from time to time. How are you doing, Adam? 
Yeah, not too bad. Good, 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 good. All right. Obviously, the usual questions to start with, Ollie. Um, in the changing room, what is your favourite bit of pump-up music? What gets you ready for a game? We're going back in a little bit of time here, but um, I like a bit of a classic uh, pump, a bit of a rock and roll by Kano. It's not often played, but I like to hear it. I don't know if I know rock you and will. roll. I'll, do you know what? After this drive time, I will play you rock and roll. Can you just sing it? Row, 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 rock and row, row. Goes like that. <laughs> Not much yeah. words to it. <laughs> yeah, no, I um, it's, uh, <laughs> I, mem- I know exactly which which song you're talking about now from Thank your you. wonderful rendition of rock and roll which is apparently a real song if anyone knows what that song is please send us in a message maybe a, a link to the YouTube video of it because I ain't got a clue what it is rock and roll it's there or thereabouts okay um, before you go out to play a game of rugby I know it's been a little while due to your injury but what is the last thing you do before you walk out onto the pitch Typically, uh, I like to pat the boys on the back, I like to get them going a little bit, have a little look in their eyes, sort of just let them know that we're out there for 80 minutes, blood, sweat and tears together. Nice. And that's what I like to do. I like to try and get everyone nice. g nice. including just, myself. Yeah, very nice, very nice. I know how you feel, to be honest. I usually have a, have a shout. Yeah. Just give it a shout. Yeah, no, sometimes, that sometimes it's complete Just comes complete out. Rubbish. Sometimes it just yeah. comes out. You don't even mean it. Yeah, no, agreed. That's all right. That's fair. Um, right, now... Uh, I'm not going to ask you what you do when you go in and, and get changed and that sort of thing because I know it's been a, it's been a little while yeah. since you were going in to get changed but um, I'm going to get on to a little bit about what's been going on with you because I, I know that we obviously played when you were 17 I believe we played a game together about five, five or six years ago Maidstone it was a hor- horrible game um, we won't talk about the result but <laughs> we, played a, we played a game together then then I'm pretty sure I texted you the next week for selection and you just didn't bother to get back to me. And that was the last time we spoke. So then, about, you know, year and a half, well, year ago, actually, year ago now, yeah. you rolled back up to Vargo, like, oh, I'm, I'm Ollie, you know, you all know me, I'm, I'm back. And we're I'm like, oh, there's yet. that kid that we used to know, like, yeah. five years ago, and he's just, just casually best did friends with everyone already, did and you, he's back in the team. Did you look at me and go, wow, he's in good shape? Well, to he's be fair, we went. He's done all right. He's looking. He's looking better than when he was seventeen. His, his legs are a little bigger. His hands are still gashed, but his, leg, his legs are a bit bigger. Um, what, what was what was going on? Obviously, you went to uni, and what happened? Yeah, so went off to university, mighty Portsmouth. Um, played a proper sport of cricket down there, so I didn't really play much rugby down there. Um, but during placement year, oh, got got an incoming call. Call that we will reject. Absolutely not. Uh, well, we're, oh, hang on, how do you reject this? There we go. Um, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, no, we were... And then during my placement year, I moved to the Middle East. So I spent 16 months in the Middle East, Nick. Hence why you probably didn't hear or see from me. Uh, yeah, I was out there for a while. And then came back and finished my university degree. Nice. So what what did you do in the Middle East? Were you playing rugby? Were you playing cricket? Were oh, you I played just working? rugby over there because uh, the cricket wasn't really my scene over there. AKA they were just too good. And I uh, <laughs> decided to try my hand at rugby again. Uh, so I played for the Dubai Hurricanes. A little shout out to them. Dubai um, Hurricanes. Welcome yeah. to the podcast. Um, played for them for um, majority of the season. No injuries. Is there uh, anyone, second any, oh, any particular players you want to give a shout out to on the podcast? Oh, I'm not sure they're still there. Charlie Speechley might still be there. 
Nice. Uh, Brad Prince might still be out there. Give them a little shout out. Yeah. And if they ever want a game at Vigo, feel free. We're a very if they're um, ever over. Yeah. Very no, welcoming we're... club. Oh, that's cool. Well, I'm glad I sort of learned a little bit more about your what happened during your little Vigo. No worries, Nick. I'm sure we Vigo can share more stories. Gap year, gap yard. Gap yard. It wasn't a gap yard. It's working. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we okay. can share more stories later. Well, I reckon. I was just going to ask you. It, it might be the right time to share a little story now. Obviously, last week we asked Liam for a story. And he gave us something interesting about some members of the squad. So the only rules are that you don't name the members of the squad, yeah. and it has to obviously be about people that are at Vigo Rugby Club. So give us give us your best. Have you got anything? Yeah, no, I've got a couple of good little ones. Just getting a couple of good nights out, which are some kind of stories. Uh, a group of fellas and some others uh, went to the Rugby Sevens, the famous London Sevens, which uh, is renowned for being a day more of um, alcoholic intake rather than actually watching the uh, rugby talent on show. Uh, essentially, we're the, the group got very, very drunk, very drunk, uh, and proceeded to go to Clapham, of all places. Decent infernos? Uh, couldn't tell you where it was. Um, not they, sure. they, could not, they could not name any names. They Fair. were just far too drunk. But as long as they were too drunk, then... Um, may I just add that they were all dressed as... Uh, Jerry Halliwell from the Spice Girls, all wearing dresses, um, which was quite amusing to say the least. Yeah, I've seen one of the photos of the boys on the good way up there. On it, good yeah, videos yeah. on it as well, yeah. Um, the night goes on and two of the members of the group uh, end up pulling. Um, one of those members has got a backpack full of some spare clothes just in case we didn't get turned, we got turned away from the club. Um, yeah, obviously dressed as Jerry exactly, Halliwell, it could yeah, happen. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were planned, they were prepared. They were ready to go for it, so um, there was a spare backpack of clothes. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to tell you what happened through the evening. The boys did uh, did divulge yeah, the stories, yeah. but it's they, not really a podcast yeah, relevant. They, they did what they did. Um, essentially, long story short, two people end up on the other side of London, dressed as Jerry Halliwell. From, from each other. From each other. Nice. Uh, dressed as Jerry Halliwell, backpacks, one backpack in tow, full of clothes neither know where the backpack is so it's uh, there's a phone call in the morning at about 8 o'clock in the morning the guys say and um, that phone call leads to bleep bleep please tell me you have the backpack to which both panic (laughs) jump out of bed (laughs) to search for the backpack I'm guessing uh, one has the backpack and one doesn't. The not. relief, the relief on one person's face once the backpack was found in their <laughs> possession, and the dismay on the other person's uh, voice <laughs> was quite a voice to hear. Um, knowing that this person had to commute from Clapham to Vigo Village, the mighty Vigo, dressed as Jerry Hallowell at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. That is a hell of a walk of shame. That is a hell of a walk of shame. I wish I'd seen him on the train. As they got back back to Mepham Station, uh, obviously the Rugby Sevens goes on all weekend, as they got back to the station there are some guys dressed in superhero outfits. Um, And I don't know if you know Mepham Station, you've obviously got to go up the stairs, go round and down. the guys see this guy dressed up as Jerry Hallowell coming off the station. He goes, oh, you're coming up to the seven, seeing him on his own. To which the guy followed with, no, mate, I'm on my way home from Saturday. <laughs> walk quite, of shame. Quite a walk, walk of, of shame, shame across <laughs> London. 
but what a story oh. to tell the boys. Yeah, it was no, that is that is a good one. That is a good one. I wish I knew. Can I can I ask you one more time I who the man was? No, I can't be teasing that out. Um, oh, that could ruin relationships, fella. and uh, <laughs> it's not the sort of relationships we want to ruin. I think it could, to be fair. No, from it, what could, I know, it could. But, it could. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. You never know. Nah, you, you never know, know with this person. Know, but it was yeah. No, you don't. You're right. I think oh, I've been driving a for a 50 and 60 for the last um, Ooh, 10 slow, minutes. So. Slow it down. I hate those Apple yeah. speed checks. Well, look, mate, thank you very much for that wonderful story. You're more than welcome. Um, I'm sure the person involved is going to enjoy listening to his story I'm and sure well, both will. of their stories being told on the Vigor Rugby podcast. Um, we'll be back with Drive Time next week with another new new character on the other end of the questions and another new story about the boys. So, I look forward uh, thanks, to listening. Yeah, thanks very much for, uh, for coming on, Ollie. You're welcome. Okay, we've made it to half-time at Vigo versus Folkestone down at Folkestone. Um, half-time score is... It's 13-5 because we're eight points up. So, And also, I'm standing on the sideline here to get some incredible thoughts. And the incredible thoughts this week are coming to you from Callum Chink-Gibson. Callum, thanks for coming on. Thank you very much, Nick. So give us something. First half for you, sum it up for us. Uh, I feel like we've been playing the ball quite well, but uh, Rucks have been letting us down. We haven't been putting enough bodies into the rucks and folks have been getting some quite good turnovers and key, like in key points in the field. But um, I feel like we've been working the ball wide and it's been working to our favour. The pack has stood up in the scrums, doing very well. Scrum, we're dominating them in the scrums, forwards all over the park. Fitness is looking good for once. So yep. I think pre-season has worked quite well for us. Yep. And I feel like this is going to go quite to the wire this game but I feel like Vigo are just going to tip it I know what you mean it does look like a tight game but at the moment as you say we're in the league we're 8 points up at half time it feels, feels positive the boys are nearly ready to go for the second half everyone's putting a good shift in just hope that they can continue that for another 40 minutes and we can get the win here mate yeah I feel like the Vigo boys are just going to keep going through all through the gears and we're just going to tip it right at the end I and we're going to so. win I've got the faith you got the faith? I've got the faith wicked alright let's talk at full time let's talk cheers mate so that is now game over. Vigo 23, Folkestone 22, and let's head into the changing rooms. Just a heads up, this might get noisy. Okay, we are back online with the Vigo Rugby Podcast. I'm sitting here next to a very shivery after putting a, a mammoth shift in. Liam Wiltshire, can you describe in one word how you are feeling right now, Liam? Sorry? Defeated. Defeated. You've just, you've just been victorious and you feel defeated. Game of Rugby. Also sitting next to me is Dave Winston, victorious captain of Vigo Rugby Club once again. Who knew the run could continue, Dave? Did you think we could go and do this today? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we, we, we know that taking a taking a step up we're all going to have to step up every week and everyone has to come off the pitch absolutely blowing and uh, Liam Wilshere is very good evidence uh, of, uh, of the fact that everyone did that today so really really pleased with everyone you know still plenty to work on on Tuesday and Thursday but a few sweet beers for now and uh, we'll worry about that then few beers will be had tonight I reckon Will how are you feeling mate? I'm fucking on top of the world! Thought you might be right that Here's a little bit of feedback from the Vigo changing room. Marcus, the uh, final try scorer in the 80th minute. Marcus Hunt to win the game. How you feeling, mate? How did you feel when you crossed the line? Awesome, mate. Well deserved by all the boys. Oh, nice. That is nice. A credit in part of that work to your teammates. That is, that is so humble. Let's get on the lash. On the lash. Let's do it, boys. 
Okay, uh, we are now hitting our Man of the Match segment. We've got an exclusive interview with the Man of the Match from the big win today for Vigo against Folkestone. Obviously, don't need to remind you, it was a 23-22 win down there. Um, first game of the season, we're sitting fifth in the league, and I'm here with Harry Wilson, the Man of the Match today. First league game on his comeback. How are you, Harry? I'm hurting, Nick, I'm not going that's good. I mean, that's a good thing. That's how you should feel after rugby. So, quick, uh, I mean, let everyone else know a bit about yourself, obviously, in a minute. But, first of all, today, what was the best bit of the game today? The best bit was definitely Marcus in the corner when I last minute of the game. I agree. Because that meant I didn't have to go Brock. Classic. That was Luke Vin, ladies and gents. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, no, I met you right. Marcus going into that last... That, that last run. To be honest, I knew he was going to score. The last play of the game was kickoff, and we got it back and scored. Somehow I got the ball. I still don't know how it happened, but yeah, that was a great moment. Um, who else do you think played well today? Uh, Tony. Uh, Winning. Oh, to be fair, I'm really still very, very novice on the nickname, so I yeah, still don't know who's who. Yeah, <laughs> and obviously, you've got to say Winnie because he's the captain and you want to get picked. Well, so he was out of position today, so he played very well. Always say Winnie, you kiss us. Um, okay. Uh, I will. <laughs> so, we've had that. What do you think was your best moment of the game today? Catching that ball. Catching like, the last ball. minute of the game. <laughs> oh, when it came back over the top. Yeah, yeah. That was Otherwise, tough. That been Pressure been was on. Game, yeah, that would have been the end of the game. Oh, I forgot that was you had a big moment moment in that game today in that final score. I forgot all about that. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just add, uh, talk us through that tackle, uh, bottom left hand corner. As I looked at it, you you got a penalty against you in the end, but probably harshly. Um, player ran straight at you, and what did you do? Well, I just stood around and nailed him, but his momentum and Fucking the fact that was momentum and the fact that he weighed probably about four stone. And he went topsy turvy. So, in the, in the words of Andy Goode, in the letter of law, it was, I probably should have been sending. Probably should have had a yellow. If yeah. the ref gave a penalty, then he should have given a yellow because if he saw the infringement, that's a yellow. But it wasn't a penalty. He just dumped him out on his face. Deal with it. In the words of Jim you know Hamilton, fucking had it coming, didn't he? He did have it coming. Winger, run it out Small up. piece. Have a day off, mate. Definitely <laughs> a small piece. <laughs> 100%. Probably <laughs> unlike a. Pencil. Pencil. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not even the one that you sharpened at school, like loads to make it really tiny as well. One of those. Just rubber. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you have a girlfriend, Harry? I do. What's her name? Michelle. Tell her you love her. I love you, Michelle. Well played. Well played. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, can I just ask you quickly as well? You came to Vigo, you left, you came back again. Do you feel better about the, the vibe, the atmosphere? Do you feel like you can stick around? 100%. Uh, being with the boys through pre season, going through all the graft and Although all that work together, I think definitely feel a bit better part of the team than last time. Good, 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 good. Well, I look forward to watching you play again next week, Harry. Uh, you're gonna have to follow up that performance today. It's I'm looking tough. forward to you joining us again when you're back ready and fit. Great, thank you for saying that, mate. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll catch up with Harry, I'm sure, very soon. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in a minute. Cheers. Thanks, Harry. Sticko, sticko of the day. We are here, as you heard, for Sticko's Dicko of the Day. It's one of my favourite segments. We're joined by Elliot Stickins for his Dick of the Day. Elliot, who got Dick of the Day today? Uh, well, firstly, I would like to thank Nick McPherson for having me on the show. Great privilege to have a section on my own. Anytime, Nick. Um, my Dicko of the Day today is for Luke Henderson for the heinous crime of a yellow card. Oh, he got a yellow card. Why did he get it? Well... 
You don't know, do you? <laughs> no, no. Well prepared. I, I, I think for a second. No, it was a penalty against us, and they tapped, went quickly. Luke wasn't ten. Not gonna lie, it's actually the first time I've seen a yellow card for mm. said incidents. Yeah. But you know, it just showed complete disregard for his teammates' well-being. Yeah. And went, do you know what? I'm not ten. I know I ain't ten. I'm just gonna. And the worst bit is they shortly scored afterwards. Yeah. So While he was in off. a tough position for the rest oh, of the game. What a cunt. Yes. <laughs> Seconded. Oh, right. What could he do to improve his behaviour in the future, Elliot? Well, for I the think good of his teammates. Firstly, he needs to just work on his awareness of how far ten meters actually is. Secondly, maybe fitness to get back to the ten meters. Yeah. And then. Um, Thirdly, maybe listen to people who are shouting their ten yeah. to make the yeah. to make the tackle. Yeah, hundred percent. Do you mind me adding a fourth? Go ahead. Don't be an arsehole. Yeah. To your team. I mean, That's key, isn't it? Rest of us have to now work an extra yeah extra oh. stint because we're missing a man. Because are you? Well, thanks very much, Luke Henderson. Uh, today you are sticko sticko of the day. Thanks Thank very you, much. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the game is over, the changing room celebrations are over and we are back in the car on the way back for Around the Grounds. And Around the Grounds today is going to be presented in newsreader style by James Clements. James, what scores have we got today in London South East 3? In London South East 3, on the Saturday of September, we have Parkhouse 26, Hastings of Bexhill 26, Beckhamian 14, Bromley 20, Folkestone 22, Vigo 23, Headingley 40, Old Dustonians 52. Old Willie is 29, Corobra 26. And the last game, Paul with 35, Lose 31. Mate, you did that ridiculously well. I think you could have a career in <laughs> reading out the scores. You sound exactly like the fella off of BBC. Final good, score. I'm a good reader. Yeah, no, you do well actually. It's lucky we didn't get Luke to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't read, man. I can't read, can't talk. 58. And I'm what's gonna, that say? I've got everything backwards. Nick. <laughs> Classic Luke. Do you remember that time you forgot what numbers look like, Luke? Oh, I don't. Oh, yeah. That Deny way. it now. Deny it now. I, mean, sure. I think that's one of your made-up stories again, Nick. Oh, all right. All right. Really. Sorry, Luke. Sorry, mate. Just like that. If you anyway, we'll move on because Luke's clearly not telling the truth today. Um, Luke, today, game. It's game over. We've had a bit of time to reflect now. How's it feel? London South East 3? Is it tougher? Did it feel tough? It feels knackering, mate. That's what it feels like. Is yeah, that just... I'm, uh, I'm it's a good game out there. I think we didn't play to our best. We've definitely played a lot better. Not just last season, but sort of in our pre-season games as well. Yeah. Um, made a lot of mistakes. Didn't make a lot of the right decisions on the ball. Um, you know, going blind when we shouldn't have. Going open when we shouldn't have. You know, just things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I felt good. You know, blow, blow out a few cobwebs in the first game, definitely. I was going to say, you said knacker in there. You described it as knacker. Does that... Um is that kind of something that you think is just it's the, it's the first league game of the season you're still blowing the cobwebs yeah, or is that just because it's hard definitely blowing out the cobwebs and it's, the intensity has obviously gone up from last season like they, they were, they're a fast team had a, had a speedy back three and a, a good 13 so they was getting the ball out wide so it's just playing like you know, yeah. sideline to sideline stuff it, was, uh, it felt you know, it felt right out there today though you know, the team sort of stuck together playing a few big hits when they uh, needed to and yeah, no, nice. It looked, looked good from the side. Uh, Elliot, we got Elliot in the back there. Um, how did you feel out there? I know obviously, the wing's very different from, from where Luke was playing today. Did, did you notice any differences in the way their back three, for example, were playing today? Or was it very much just business as usual in the back three? Um, I think that their back three was 
they were good defensively. They, when we got the ball wide, they always had a man pressing and a man covering. So if you break the first one, you've always got another man to deal with. Uh, attack, Attacking-wise, I think they they were lacking. We we seemed to handle them pretty well when they got it wide. I don't think they scored down the wings. Uh, Fitty had a gr had a great game. Pushed their winger into touch several times. Uh, Marcus, as usual, slippery like a fish. He's like a he's like a he's a trout. <laughs> yeah. I think we just start calling him the trout. He's a trout. I mean, you catch one when you're fishing. I mean, I don't because I've never caught anything <laughs> yeah, fishing. I, fishing in my life. I literally went fishing the other day, didn't catch a thing. It's another story. But I was out there for three hours, didn't even catch a mackerel. Um, I think as well in terms of uh, their location, they didn't use their the wind or anything to their advantage. They didn't they didn't clear all too well. I think I had to deal with very little kicks today. Yeah. Which yeah. worked in our favour. Obviously, the less work we have to do as a back three, the the better. So yeah, the more you can attack. Us. Of course, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be tired for the for, for the time that you get the ball in hand and you can get down the line. Um, well, that's cool. I mean, to, from, from the side, you look look like a pretty well drilled outfit. Still, I know there was a few a few mistakes, but I think the uh, the mistakes were just in the final execution. You know, five meters from the line, we got to yeah. we got to a meter out from the try line, maybe. Five, so, yeah. six times, and they we just some couldn't convert it. Um, they did get some easy turnovers near their line. <laughs> yeah, so I think maybe the, the only thing that we really need to work on is, is just converting that, that last meter, literally the last meter. It's not even the 22, it's the last meter. Um, just a quick one. Obviously, we just heard the results from around the grounds. What do we think? Is there anything interesting that, that you didn't expect to see? Uh, well, first, I didn't expect every single team to get some points on the board on the first game yeah, there's a lot of points going it's going to be a tight seems like it could be a tight season yep. yeah definitely yeah, yeah, tough. unfortunately everyone, everyone as a nine. recently promoted team we don't know much about the, the teams that are on the board so the teams that drew or even had a 52-40 like game it's hard to distinguish what's going on there yeah you yeah. don't know if that's poor defence or just you know blistering attack you don't really know what to expect from them yeah fair play fair play um Clemo, last one. Um, how did it look to you from the sideline? Obviously, I've described the way it looked to me, but how did you feel about it when, when you were watching? Yeah, from their point of view, they just seem to shit the ball wide so much quicker. And their defensive lines are always set. Like, there's never really massive overlaps on one side. They're all very spread out, very set. So it's difficult yeah. for us for having strong wingers and runners to go round them like we used to. Yeah, mate, were you even watching the game? Or? Yeah, I was watching. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, every time I turn around, you was facing the other direction. Yeah, Is that why you just spoke absolute rubbish about the game? Definitely absolute rubbish. Is anyone watching it? Uh, well, you've just described a completely game? opposite game than what we described. No, it's a breakdown as well. Breakdown. Oh, yeah, just chuck breakdown in there. That'll save you. That'll save you, mate. <laughs> that's, that's normally one, yeah, I'll break down. <laughs> we, we were two slows against the board, breakdown. Sending men in, and there's no one with them. I'm just, we, we I'm just, we, yeah, we weren't, we weren't tough yeah, you've, hit, you've hit a nail on the head there, I reckon, we on the breakdown, enough. we weren't, yeah. we didn't get into the breakdowns in attack quick enough, like, um, sort of, uh, defensively yeah, we got out yeah. quick enough on the ice and that sort of thing, but in attack, we got turned over, as you said Luke, too many times by their line, and that was because we weren't supporting well enough, so maybe that's what John will do. I think sometimes we, go in, we go in expecting just to seal off the ball and it to be easy, mm. we just need to get in there and hit the first person in front of us, yeah. just clear them out, because they, they, they were a lot tougher in the, uh, in the breakdown, in the breakdown situation than us, yeah, definitely. Fair play, well I think that's a fair synopsis of the game today, so thanks for that guys, and thanks for the results from around the grounds. Um, we will catch you in a little while, thanks guys for your help. Bye. Bye. Thank you.
Okay, guys, welcome back to the Vigo Rugby Podcast. We're uh, on a bus right now. Um, we've got a backing vocal of Chicago's. But I'm sitting here with Adam Whitehead. Um, and Adam has got our fact of the week. Rugby fact of the week, Adam. And what is it today? Our rugby fact of the week today, Nick, is that originally a triad no value but allowed the attacking team to kick at the posts. If successful, if a successful conversion took place, it changed it from a try to a goal. Hence, conversion and try. So a try wasn't worth five points, it was just worth a try at goal. Yeah, and if you converted it, you got the goal. There you go, and that is why it's called a try. There you have it, ladies and gents. Back to the week from Adam. Adam, we'll see you next week. Yeah, looking forward to it. Great stuff. All right, guys, we're nearly uh, we're nearly out of time, but we've got a little bit of time left for the battle bus breakdown. We're gonna have a look around. We're gonna have a look around the scores today from the Premiership, from the Championship, and we'll probably have a little bit little look at Kent one as well. Uh, Jake, you've got the uh, the Premiership scores. What do we have today? Uh, so last night, 25-18 Northampton. Today, Exeter beat Wasps away. 42-31 Leicester beat Newcastle 49-33 Sarries beat Bristol 44-23 at, at Sarries uh, Bath and Gloucester a big 31-all draw Wangers uh-huh. and Sal was still on tomorrow Okay, cool. To me, there's no uh, there's no surprises there. Interesting draw. Oh, it's a good win for Leicester. Yeah, bouncing back up. Obviously, oh. after their dropping last week. And sacking the coach. And uh, Exeter as well. I think it's a big... Going to Wasps and getting a big win. Yeah, it's That's good for Exeter. That's the thing you'd expect Wasps to do better than... I expect it from Exeter. Yeah, same. Very nice, very nice. So, no surprises really this week. We've got a game tomorrow, though, so we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Unlucky for Quinns last night. They didn't play very well in the yeah, first half, to be fair. Watched the game. It was, a, it was a little bit boring. Wasn't, wasn't an amazing game of rugby until about 20 minutes to go. But uh, like you said last week, obviously Bigger's got through. Yeah, Bigger's going to get through it. Spot on. Right, last thing. Uh, the rugby championship. Yeah, what's uh, happened? So, Doncaster beat Heartbreak. That's not the rugby championship. You're looking at the actual championship. That's what you said. We said the rugby championship. Right. I will try. You are ridiculous. Please don't edit this out. I won't. I won't. Right, so this morning I was watching as New Zealand... New We're Zealand. playing Argentina. 46-24. They did, but oh, it was it was very tight up we until played. the last half an hour. Classic New Zealand. It was yeah, classic New Zealand. And I think I worked out this morning the difference between New Zealand and everyone else is that when they make a break, a lot like what happened with us today, when they make a half break, they score a try. When everyone else makes a half break, sometimes they score, sometimes they don't. That's the difference. They'll always score. Yeah, so so ruthless, and that's what happened to Argentina. They were in the game for 40 minutes, 45 minutes, and then it was about about a try in it, and then all of a sudden, a couple of half breaks, New Zealand were 40 points up, and it was game over. It was game over. TJ Perinara actually, two tries. No, but it was the the first one. Was that Lenny Brown? Made a real good break, and then put it off. That was that was Aaron Smith's first try. No, that was TJ Perinara's first try. Um, so what happened in the Australia-South Africa game in the end? 23-18. To Australia. Australia. It's interesting. At Australia. It was at Australia. Maybe that, maybe that win. At. It was at Australia. At Australia. So, <laughs> so, 
um, yeah, it's a, it's a large place. I'm not sure exactly where it was. It was it was in Australia. It's not a big place. It's not a big place. They got like four cities. I mean, I uh, I was expecting. I know South Africa are sort of rebuilding a little bit, but I was expecting more from them. Yeah, after they did a bit of a job on us, didn't they? Yeah, over the summer. They look good against England, but they were coming back. Being that they've got a bit worse, I'm not sure. Unless Australia finally pulled their fingers out as well, maybe. I find it hard to believe, but maybe they have. Well, look, I mean, how have they got the honey honey badger on the fucking bachelor and not on the wing? That, that is a is question. question. Yeah, that is a big question. Quite the day, anyway, mate. I mean, we uh, I mean, we're now approaching Brighton. We have we have had a look at the championship. We've had a look at the rugby championship. We've had a look at the Premiership. We've had a look at our own game in, in extreme depth. We're going to leave it for this week, I think. And I'm going to leave you with the uh, final thought. And we will end with a final thought. Um, two good wins this week uh, for the club uh, against Folkestone and against. Eden Bridge, um, great effort from everyone involved. Um, yeah, there may have been improvement points uh, for both teams, uh, and I'm sure they'll be brought up during the week, but show me a club that hasn't got points to improve on from their first game of the season. Um, I think getting the wins on the board is the most important thing, and we've gone out and done that, so that's great work from the from all, all the boys involved. Um, thank you very much to everyone for uh, coming to Curry Night. And that was a really good night. Keep your eyes open for the next social event, which will be Oktoberfest towards the end of October. Uh, get your steins out ready and your lederhosen's ready. Um, and thank you very much for listening to the podcast this week. And we will catch you next time. And I will let the boys sing you out. Here it goes. The Vigo Rugby Podcast. Oh, we are Rangers! We are Rangers! We are Rangers! We are Rangers! We are drinking! We are drinking! In the morning!